Welcome to Co-op Mode. I'm Mike Espy. I'm Josh Ackerman. Hey, I'm Chris Lowe. And I'm Ben T. It's nice to be here. Thank you. Awesome. Hello. And, <laughs> and this is episode 10, and we are talking about the PS3 exclusive Uncharted 2. Yes, we are. Yes, this is awesome. Amazing. Um, finally. <laughs> I, fi- finally. Well, I've, I finished them a long time ago. Oh, I was like, okay. As soon as we were done with 2... Because Josh was like, oh, you guys are going to love it. You're going to love it. And, and, it, and as soon as I finished it, I was, like, ready to talk. But yeah. it was like, we had, we had like, two or three games. Actually, that was an exaggeration. Maybe, like, one or two games um, before we were able to talk about it. So that meant, like, I was going to have, like, a month or so in between the time. I'm like, no! <laughs> <laughs> I tried to refresh myself a little bit today by watching some videos and stuff. Because the yeah. thing is, when I played one, because I played one first, and then we went right into two, I thought, like, did that happen in one or two, or did I imagine that? Like, or was that in three? I don't, you know, so if I mess stuff up, just it's because I played all of them all the way through. Like, like it's, uh, it's all one big game for you. Yeah, it was all like one giant experience. So, because I had them, I had each game. Like, I was, I, I could tell I was almost done with Uncharted two. So I'm like, well, this weekend I better go buy Uncharted three. Nice. So, as soon as I finished two, I'm like, I'm putting in the third disc. You know, and and as soon as I finished the first one, I'm like. I'm putting in the second one because that's that's supposedly the big one. So I'm like, all right. Right. Yeah. I guess if I had been at that point when Uncharted Three was out, I would have done the same thing. But I beat Uncharted Two before Three came out. So. Oh yeah, I can't imagine waiting in between the games because I mean. Yeah. Some Made me see. Stuff. Oh, that's what I did too. After Two was over, I was like, oh, I have to start playing Three immediately. I went into it. It was like, <clears throat> it was great. So far, it's been good to me. So. I'm really, I'm, yeah. I'm really digging three, but won't say much about it. Uh, before we uh, continue on, before we actually talk about the review, this was Josh's pick, which is a, uh, which is a great pick, by the way. Hey, Josh, Thank is there you. is there any particular reason why you chose this game? Um, well, Uncharted was basically the series, other than Metal Gear, that I bought my PlayStation three for. I uh, I didn't know a whole lot about it until I just started kind of. I saw it on IGN one day, and I started watching videos, and I played, like, a demo in a, in a game store one day, and I'm like, this this looks kind of uh, awesome. And, you know, all the reviewers were like, that. this is, you know, you're not a gamer unless you played this game, because it's one of the best games of the generation and everything. And I'm like, well, shit, I have to play this. So, <laughs> pure yeah, pressure, pure I, pressure. I'm PS3 for too long because I needed to play Metal Gear Solid 4, so I'm like, F it. I'm going to buy a PS3. And oh, yeah. Yeah. Ended up liking this game almost more than MGS4. Whoa, it's, it's a good. <clears throat> that's a good point. Yep. Because uh, well, not not the MGS4 thing, but that's a good point about how like you know this is the quintessential like PS like PlayStation game. It's a PlayStation franchise. It's always, you know Naughty Dog's always been exclusive to this brand, and I thought yeah. I I forgot to mention this is the first PS3 game that I've owned and played. I I, I should say I I did borrow Metal Gear from uh, Chris Lowe. And, and played it all the way through when when uh, he let me uh, borrow that one summer. But that that would be the first PS3 game I, I finished. But this is the first time I've ever owned a PS3, and I'm starting off with the quintessential <laughs> yeah uh, series. So that's kind of cool. So yeah, just for these reviews and stuff like that, I'm like, oh, it's finally time to get a PS3. Here we go. Welcome to 2005. It, it's, it's good. It, it's it good. is. It's good to know in the sense that like it justifies your purchase immediately. You're like, hot damn, I'm so glad I bought my PS3. But it's bad oh, yeah. in the sense that like 
a lot of the games aren't going to live up to it now. <laughs> like, a lot of the games you play from now on are going to be like, ah, shit, this isn't as good as Uncharted. But, I don't know. Well, at least, at least the Sony exclusives tend to be very different from each other. That's true. That's a fact. Mm-hmm. So it's it's an interesting comparison you make between uh, Metal Gear Solid and uh, not just Uncharted, but Naughty Dog games, because I would say that like Naughty Dog's games are as synonymous with the PlayStation brand as the Metal Gear games are. Like yeah. you've always you've always related Metal Gear Solid with PlayStation, and going back to Crash Bandicoot on the PlayStation One, you know right. that was so you know Sony tried to make that their mascot, and PlayStation 2, I would say Jack and Daxter wasn't as strong a brand in terms of recognition as Crash Bandicoot, but now we've come to Uncharted, and, you know, that, I think people very much view that as, as the premier PlayStation uh, franchise now. I would yeah. agree. I would definitely agree. agree. I would definitely agree. Aside from, uh, aside from that, uh, Josh, you also, uh, in your own personal life, you've actually uh, had a, quite an achievement. With your uh, with your job, why don't you go into detail for that with us? Oh yes. Oh sure, yeah. Um, I recently had the opportunity to. Um, I'm a graphic designer, by the way. I think I've probably mentioned that before, but I recently had the uh, opportunity to design a bunch of ads digitally and for print for the new Medal of Honor Warfighter game uh, from Electronic Arts. Congratulations, so, man! That's awesome to hear. That's really awesome yeah. to hear, man. Yep. Best thanks. game ads ever. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, uh, they were a lot of fun to work on, man. They were a lot of fun to work on. Um, you know, it's cool to just get really good assets from, I mean, one of the biggest publishers in the industry. That's quite the achievement, dude. That's I'm really happy for you. In fact, I'll give you a nice little round of applause here on my end. Ooh, yeah. Hey, thank you. Thank that's, you. That's yeah, really maybe we can... Uh... mine show up, too? <laughs> it's, a, it's a it's a good it's a good bullet point to have in your portfolio. It sure is. It sure is. Uh, we can maybe um, I'll have to post that link from Gamespot on uh, on our blog or something like that. But there's a link that kind of goes into detail about um, GovX, the company I work for, is military only edition that we partnered with EA on. Um, it's basically just a version of the game that only active and active military and veterans can purchase. And uh, you get like Which is such a cool idea. I think I think content it's really and some of the proceeds go towards military families and stuff. So it's a pretty cool idea. That's awesome, but, man. I, I'm really happy for you, man. I can't really express how that's you're doing. You doing what you like, and plus it's like a added bonus that you have this video game, or this well-known video game company. You know, giving you this job. That's pretty awesome, man. Good stuff. Yeah, good to hear. Thanks, Aside, from, uh, I think that would be our little fun segment for the for this episode, right? Yes. Let's move on to the review. Hey, Chris, do you have the synopsis for us? Oh, let me cue that bitch up. Oh my God, cue it up. All right, courtesy <laughs> of IGN, Uncharted Two is the story of Nathan Drake, a fortune hunter with a shady reputation and even shadier past, who is lured back into the treacherous world of thieves and mercenary treasure hunters. Tenth game by premier PlayStation 3 developer Naughty Dog. I'm pretty sure I just used that description. Naughty Dog's Uncharted 2 Among Thieves allows players to take control of Drake and embark on a journey that will push him to physical, emotional, and intellectual limits to discover the real truth behind the lost fleet of Marco Polo and the legendary Himalayan Valley of Shambhala. 
<laughs> you, you can definitely make a. You can. Well, because I was thinking when I was talking to Annie, I was like, you can you can make a drinking game out of the amount of times they say throw to Shambhala in the game. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, that is very they, true. Every time they say Shambhala, Shambhala, this Shambhala. On his way to the. Dr- you know how you get even drunker, Shambhala. What? You know how you get even drunker playing Uncharted Two is every time Drake kills a non-white person. Oh, <laughs> well, they're mostly like German mercenaries in this game, though. Yeah, I guess in this one they kind of are, but definitely in the first one, I'm like, man, he is not killing any white people. <laughs> <laughs> it gets better though, because in the third game, we'll get to it. But it's in like the third game, Jones, Rodney he, King case the entire time that you starts. Yeah, he starts killing uh, British people. It's just like he's out for the American white master race or something. It's, <laughs> It's funny. It's kind of Germans, bad. Brits, everybody who ever did America wrong. Yeah. Nobody. Not a single American he doesn't kill. Captain America. Oh, well. Jeez. Maybe the, is this a subliminal message going on here? Maybe? That's why he. That's why he's dating in uh, in this game. Chloe. That's why he dates the uh, the blonde girl instead of Elena instead of British girl. Because he's like, I got a a master race to continue. (laughs) (laughs) The British girl's name is Chloe, right? Chloe, yes. Chloe, Chloe, sorry. Chloe Frazier. She's so much hotter. (laughs) She's so much hotter. I'm not attracted to either one. There are some weird quirks in, like... The the character design, the actually the model. I I thought I just her eyes a little crazy, and the butt was a little too pronounced. I'd have to look at it again, I guess. I think they. Uh, Josh is I mean, this is something we can talk about later. I think they fix it up a lot in three, but uh, I, I, think I don't want to talk about three. I'll talk about the differences between two and one. But getting into character models, there's a, there's a big difference between the detail on the characters in Uncharted Two and Uncharted One, where one is a game that graphically it definitely still holds up very well, but Uncharted Two, um, I saw more detail. You you know you had that sidewalk shadow happening on Drake. Like, there are some problems though with the. With, I mean, you're right. It, it fills the screen with visually stunning things, you know. Um, I, I, sure does. I thought the. But light, sometimes, I, sorry. Um, I thought the lighting in this one was just beautiful. Just like in, yeah. it's like every, it's like a different landscape. I I don't know, like every different landscape or every different set piece, the lighting is just immaculate. It's just wonderful. I yeah. just I just thought went into. The different lighting setups in each environment. Oh man, it was really adds so character. good. Yeah, there's still certain points. Like even though, I mean, this is an older game, but there's still certain points that I just like thought it was jaw dropping. You know, I mean, there's there's a couple uh, parts in like Nepal where just the color palette is just like amazing, and then when you're in the in Tibet, like running through the snow and like the snow is like sticking to your boots and you're like making footprints like the glowing oh, yeah. features have like that ambient light it's like holy shit man yeah that did uh any of you guys see any of the uh special features on the disc that you unlock as you play through the game i have not watched me yet yes yes i did i loved it there there's some really good stuff in there they were talking about like how they get some of the detail down in the visuals like uh specifically things that are i mean this is a common thing to do in games but they were specifically talking about like even on your on your like jungle corridors, like they put a lot of detail on things that you get really close to. But if it 
they were like, oh, God, I hope people don't look up because they're going to realize how undetailed the top of the trees are. Well, right. you don't really okay. In Borneo, you don't have any reason to ever look up. But if you do look up, you, you will notice a difference in the quality. Well, and, <laughs> and see, that's that's where my I was going to talk about my nitpicks for, yeah. for a second, because, yeah, I'm, I'm right there with you guys. It is one of the best looking games I think I've ever seen, you know, graphically stunning. However, that's almost to a fault because almost every time that I was had to hurry or I had to rush something or I had to get my ass somewhere or move it, you know, move it across and hustle or something like that, or even just when I'm walking around the environments and, and it's more quieter moments, there are times where it's so detailed and so, like, constructed. I don't know how I can really complain about this because it's kind of cool, but, but parts of it were just, like, it's a linear game, so there's only, like, really one path to get through everything, I'm assuming. Yeah. So... Sometimes I'd be on a ledge and I'd try to jump up on top of a ledge and like it's actually just a background. It was just like it was fake, you know, it's all smoke and mirrors. So the game will end up giving you a hint sometimes like hit up to pretty much figure out where to go. And then when you hit up on the D-pad, you're you're facing the immediate place you were supposed to go. You know, I, I don't know if that's really just, like, the game shouldn't have to do that, uh, but it does right, it sometimes. Are you, are you, like, what you're saying, are you saying that your, your issue is that so Visually, I walk up, no, here's what I'm saying. Seems, I'm walking up okay. to a wall. I'm walking up to a wall, right? And I think I can scale it because I've scaled other walls yeah. that kind of look like this. Or a ledge that looks like a ledge I might be able to scale because I've been able to jump huge distances because Nathan Drake can leap like a monkey and go crazy and stuff. It, it, there are moments where I it's so detailed and everything looks like it belongs in that world to a point uh-huh. where, I, where I'm almost just like kind of confused about where to go sometimes. Oh. And then the game will just be like, well, uh, you're taking too long here. Just, just hit hit up so you can see where, where you're supposed to go. Oh, there was a ladder over there. Okay, I know where and, I'm going now. And, it, and it's, not, it's not so much that it's a major issue that you got to get from point A to point B and you can only go through this building and then go on this rooftop. Really, the issue is like, when I'm climbing, it looks like I should have a foothold over here, but I really only have a foothold up there, and there's literally yes. one path to climb. Yes, right. you get it. Yeah. And it looks so, like I should be able to grab something to my left, but I can really yeah. only grab it to the and, right. And, and it is really cool because the game is so vertical this time. You know, it's it, the scenery. There's such a, a vertical combat focus and stuff like that on this oh, one. Yeah. I love they, that. They, I love they're it. They're more the combat was definitely more uh, sandboxy and that like you can climb shit and yeah. get high ground and stuff. But there's only one, essentially only one way to get through these puzzles and to get through these paths, which is fine. It's just if they're, if you guys are going linear, I don't I don't know. I don't, I don't want to say like, well, you know, developer, you should have developer A, you should have done this. Look at this other developer. They do it this way. It's just there's a there's a certain art to, to being able to push you along those paths, whether it's through light or whether it's through, you know, it's kind of hard to do in an outside setting where you're trying to catch people's yeah. eye with, you know, but if it's in a if it's in a darker setting like Bioshock, you can use light to kind of guide people through hallways and stuff. But because you're outside a lot and because you're climbing up buildings and around statues and over things and stuff like that the game's different you know it's got you're gonna have to find different ways because because once once i realized oh i get to climb these scale these walls again oh that's right nathan drake is a is a vertical person he can he can go through all this stuff that's when i was like oh that's you know i, I better start looking you know f- uh, further i i i, I, I you, there's a language you have to learn when you're playing this game i think not to say that it's 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 a very steep learning curve. It's just at some moments I'm like, well, I sure do feel dumb for not seeing that ladder over there, you know. And the game just pointed I, it out to me. I've had a few issues with that too, where I've actually had to wait for the hint because I felt like, 
Oh, I can totally scale this wall. Nope, <laughs> totally can't. He just and they do jumped. this. Oh, no. It, yeah. It, it, like I was. I think I was. I was in Nepal. It was after that uh, awesome truck. Uh, awesome that truck chase. After the awesome truck chase in the alleyway, we were just uh, shooting your automatic machine gun. Oh yeah, 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 yes, yes. It was after, yep. you know that was a cool moment too. By the way, I had I had no idea. I had defeated all the bad guys, and I was like, okay, you need to go from you need to get over this point. And I'm like, well, what the fuck do I climb? I had no idea I could climb this street sign. I had no idea. It was like, yeah, you, you need to climb this. I'm like. When the fuck did I start climbing these now? I've always been climbing walls. I remember yeah. that. I remember that specifically being a point I got stuck at it a little bit too the first time I played through it. I would never have guessed that. I was like, I need to climb this street sign. I'm like, what? I mean, it's it's cool. Don't get me wrong, but it's like, yeah. Everything, there's a couple. Of, yeah, there's it, all these nitpicks it, and stuff yeah. like that in this game that I have. It's, even though I think it's a really good game. So we'll such a, a get difficult, into it later. But. It's such a difficult design thing, too, though. Like, right. I mean, you you say to yourself, like, there should be at least multiple ways. Like, even if I can only get through this door, there should at least be multiple ways to climb and get over there. But then they, the, but then the developers are got to worry about you breaking the game, like you accidentally finding a crevasse or like finding an area where they didn't actually put any geometry there. It seems like they've designed really one path because they've got so much RAM, so much space to store you know store content and 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 have the game render it but it's such a but you know it's such a difficult thing you know yeah. to actually tell the tell the player and just like you said nothing few things stick out to you like a sore thumb and it seems like they did even better of making it seem like less obvious when bricks stick out of the wall yeah, and yeah. say you should climb this where well, no, in the last game the it almost seemed play. unnatural when things popped out Right, yeah, and well, that's different for the, from in the, the last, last game. game. I think it was yeah, the last, I think it was less so this time. Then not only that, but like a couple other things, like um, I don't know, the, there's because this game still held up on a, so high on a pedestal. I was really kind of, you know, skeptical. not by everybody, not mm-hmm. by everybody. Well, yeah, that's true. But like, there's there there were some things that are just like, man, like. Okay, first off, before I say any of this nitpicky stuff, you should know that every single element of this gameplay is 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 really well it it, it played well and it's it's and and it's all tried and true because I think it's all they derive from so many different things. They derive from Gears of War, it derives from Prince of Persia or Tomb Raider or Far Cry or something like that. A lot of these all get put together into one big mix and it works, I think. There's just a few things that I'm just like, oh, like sometimes it was really annoying. And and it's a lot of the times, and maybe it was the difficulty I was playing or what I don't know, but the game will point out to me the solution to things sometimes, and I don't really like that, you know, like you know, like I said with 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 hitting uh, up on the on the D pad to show you the different path. Well, it would also you open up your little tells you how to solve the puzzle sometimes, and, I, and usually like in a Valve game or in I, maybe I shouldn't be always using them, but like usually in some sort of game where you you figure things out on your own and you feel smart about it, like in Portal or in, or in something or other. Like, I feel like that's kind of the thing. That's like when I figure out the puzzle, there's this smartness that I want to feel like. I'm like, oh, I was I was smart enough to figure that out. Or I was able to, to get that on my own. And, you know, it's only 10% of the game that you're really, I would say 10%, where you're solving puzzles. The rest of it, you're climbing or you're shooting. Right. You know? But those moments where you're solving the puzzles, you might as well just open up the book and just 
plop, you know, it tells you exactly how to figure it out sometimes, you know, if you can't really figure it out from just doing it yourself, you know. I just didn't like the inclusion of the notebook. I thought that was fine, but I thought, like, man, like, they're really just giving you kind of a cheat there, you know, by doing that. that Not really. I don't remember that. You don't have to use it, but... I don't remember that that in the first game, like, where it was pretty... You don't use it there. Yeah, you don't use it. No, in the first game... You would open it straight to the page that you needed. Yeah. Oh, really? They had a notebook in the first game. Yeah. Oh, okay. Maybe I'm. Yeah. Maybe I'm tripping. In fact, it oh, was. No. Even, in fact, it told you to, how to solve the puzzles. Like more. Like it, it. It. It gave you more than in the first game. In the second game, it actually gives you a little less because sometimes you gotta. I mean, mostly what it's giving you is that. I mean, <laughs> mostly what you just gotta do different is you gotta turn the pages. Sometimes. I, I don't know. Based on what there was, I thought there was some things that you needed to put together. I mean, something else to keep in mind is like, I mean, that's another thing where it's, it's just, it's hard to get that balance because it's like, you can't give the player nothing because they've already established that these things need an expert like Drake to be able to solve. And the player is not as smart as Drake, but they have the clues that Drake has already gotten from the ancestor or not from the ancestor, from the, uh, from the person who came before and there's a couple things he can put together on his own, but each puzzle is very different. And I guess what makes it different from something like Portal is that in Portal, there are elements from each puzzle that you will carry on to later puzzles. So there are aspects that you've already figured out and done one time, and you'll keep with, and you'll go with you to the, to the next or the, or the following. Like, okay, I've like, especially since there are a lot of more physics puzzles. Where Uncharted Two, it's it's all turning keys and uh, yeah, it and, is ma- and matching, and it's very resident, very like they're like the original Resident Evil games in the puzzles. Yeah, I really shouldn't have made the comparison to like Valve games, but I'm, tr- I'm I guess what I was trying to get at was in terms of uh, in terms of showing you the answer. Sometimes it's just like, man, I you know you don't have to do that game. Like I can really just try to figure it out. Not to not to say that it was getting on my nerves, but it there was at least something there that made me go ah like. They just leave it alone. Like I can do it. Um, no, no, Ben, you can't. No, you can't. Yeah. I'm, I'm, it makes it sound like I hate it, but I don't. I, I, you know, <laughs> it's just, I got the backgrounds. Sometimes the enemies were like, you know, because it's such a vertical game. You know, we all agree that it, it the one compared to two, everything's, you know, there's another either another level to certain things, or you have to look up sometimes or something like that. Sometimes the enemies were so well hidden that until they, until I'd like step out of cover to get start getting shot to like figure out where thing people were like i couldn't i couldn't like figure out the lay of the land sometimes or where people were because i'd have to figure out where the enemy's position was sure i mean uh, not, uh, not that that's a bad thing but I don't know. <laughs> well no it, sometimes i I get yes. cheap deaths or something like that or you know well, i'd play a section like 12 times over or something it was just uh, it, where that. where it should be something just simple you know what is cool about it though is the stealth sections. I did think that inclusion was pretty cool because after playing that first one, you're just this big actiony guy and you're blowing up stuff in the jungle and stuff like that, and you're Indiana Jones. But in this one, the change of settings and stuff like that lends itself really well to like you know sneaking up behind people, taking them out one by one, which you know we've done in Deus Ex, we've done in Splinter Cells, we've done all sorts of things. So I thought that was kind of fun. They were cool except for that first one. I thought like where you're in the courtyard and it's dark. Yeah, that one was. That was kind of stupid. <laughs> that was. I'm trying to remember. What, what, oh what yeah, was, when you were going around with Flynn. Had? 
Yeah, it was just not like well thought out. Like I, I don't know. I felt like they kind of had eyes in the back of their heads, and it just it was uninteresting. Did you I, get I seen a lot? What's that? Did you get seen a lot? Um, I did the first time I played through it. The second, you know, the second time I played through it this time, I knew what I was doing, and I was able to get past it pretty quickly. But the first time, I've heard yeah, so I did. many people complain about that section. That section, yeah. But I did. I well, the first time I played that game, like I bought it and played it, I had heard about people. I I had heard some reviews and people complaining about that section, and I I rarely got seen that whole thing. Maybe you're just a sneaky band. Did, I, I did, you find just, it, did you find it interesting, though? Like, did you like that part? I did, because I thought that whole level was... You uh, were raiding game, tombs. It was the game introducing... Well, no, it was the game introducing the new stealth mechanic that you could use the whole game. And the ga- there were times in the game when you didn't need it to tell you that you can try and stealth your way through an area. I wouldn't have known that had it not been for that first level. Well, I like... And, then you, and you got Flynn directing you and telling you, okay, you go left and... For the most part, if as long as you follow this direction, you could avoid getting seen. But there, there was some, in some there was some impreciseness that gives you issues, like snapping into cover against the fountain, and then right. like you didn't mean to turn the corner the way you did it. You wanted to like wrap around and still be leaning against the fountain. Yes. Yeah. Yes, oh. that that part where it would be like it would be overbalanced or something like that. You know, <laughs> I don't know if you call it overbalanced, but it was some of those moments where. I get stuck on walls, or you know, or I didn't mean to do this. And I'm like, damn game, like leave me alone. <laughs> you know? No, uh, Chris, I like the idea of the courtyard introducing stealth. I don't mm-hmm. find that level exactly very interesting. How about that? That's right. like to me that whole thing. I didn't find the whole where, actual... where they're sneaking into the muse- the museum and stealing the. Uh... It was all right, but I like the idea that was introducing you know an element of the game. That I could use throughout if I really wanted to. I like that factor, but the actual level itself, I honestly, it was, it was all right. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't rave about it like the other levels. I mean, the other levels to me were much more interesting. To be honest with you, it just sticks out. It sticks I love out that like, level in a game that's otherwise so polished and like really jaw dropping and well thought out. You know. Yeah. Oh, I think you guys are crazy. I love that. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're talking about specifically about the museum part when you're walking through and, and that whole thing. The, yeah. No, I had I had bigger problems with some other things than, than that part. I, I know what you guys mean. Like some of the parts I, I kept dying because I didn't oh, really know. There, I really didn't know where were, to go. There were certainly parts that I I would poke more. I would poke at more. I, I would poke out more issues in, in other parts. Yeah, just, I, yeah I, specifically where they're throwing waves at enemies at you, and it's like, okay, I got yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, that too. Uh, I don't know, man. It's just, I don't know. Now, what do you guys think of the, um, I would say, the story. I, okay, the story between, how about the, the story be, uh, between 1 and 2? Like, was it the same formula? Because it seemed like 1 and 2 kind of like seem as the same formula. It, you know, it seems like, hey, we're going on an adventure, and then... Shit, just somehow other people want to fuck our shit up for whatever reason. I mean, that's that's it. Is that that's that's kind of the general formula, is it not? I mean, that's how the formula oh, yeah. was in Indiana I mean, Jones, right? Yeah. In broad strokes, it's like he's hunting a treasure. Somebody else is hunting a treasure. It gets to a point where he's like, okay, this shit ain't worth it. But it, then he realizes that 
he might need to stop this guy from doing whatever or has to go save somebody. Like, I thought something that Uncharted 1 did really well, which I they carried well over to this one, is that I, I thought they did a good job of continue, keeping Drake motivated to keep going because you would what? ask yourself, because listen. <laughs> okay, I'm listening. This is the point. Okay. I'm just right, go ahead. Because you would ask yourself, okay, now you need a reason. It's like, okay, why would Drake go up against these odds? Like, you know, in Uncharted 1, there is a certain point where, okay, they're going to the island or wherever they were going with in the airplane, and he he realizes that they're already there. They're attacking. Okay. His goal, once they once he crashes and parachutes out, is to go find uh, Elena. Elena, right? So that's he's not even thinking about the treasure or whatever. He finds her, and he's like, we got to get out of here. Okay, let's go. But then she shows him that Sullivan is there. So now he's going to go save Sullivan. Yeah, those and those they, I get. And then it, and then she gets taken again. And it, and it basically gets to a point where he finally realizes what El Dorado is. And he's like, he's got to stop them from getting El Dorado off the island. Uncharted 2, I thought it was a similar kind of thing. He's going after the treasure. All right. Uh, so he's, he's decided, okay, he will go up against Lovazarovich. But it doesn't, then, it, then it does get to a certain point where it's like, okay, now i got to help these people. Or, like, in the city, after the after it all got torn up and uh, he came out of, they came out of the, uh, the shrine, it was, save the camera guy, we really just got to get out of here because they've taken the thing, the, the dagger or whatever. I'm trying to remember everything that happened. Then... Chloe went, yeah, Chloe... Uh, Chloe, went, yeah. He, he, Chloe's still with them, and he's like, okay, I got to go save Chloe. And that's how that keeps going. And then after that whole thing with the train happens, the German guy, what was his name? The old German guy. Oh, yeah, I came can't in think of his name, but yeah. From way back, yeah, he came, he came in with the expedition from the Nazis way back when. And, uh, Schaefer? Told him, Schaefer. Told him yeah. what, what, what the Chintamani stone was and everything. And then he's like, okay, we gotta stop this guy. Because even if I, even, I don't necessarily believe this, but Schaefer believed in it enough to kill his men over it. So, I just thought at least within... The confines of of the uh, of the uni- of what's going on, it made sense why Drake would keep going. All right. Yes. And not just go home. You are <laughs> correct. You are correct about about the story in the game. I feel like the entire. Well, I shouldn't. I, maybe I shouldn't reveal my hand too soon about how I feel about the whole trilogy. But like, there's this kind of moment about Drake that is kind of missing. And I and I feel like I could fill in the gaps myself, and it really doesn't make that big a deal. But it's so glaring that I'm just like, they're really they're they're really missing an opportunity. Okay, right. so yeah. I'm not saying this character of Nathan Drake has to be passionate. He yeah. doesn't have to be passionate. But like I I'm always wondering like, is it greed that he's going after? Is it because he wants treasure? I mean, when you got Dr. Henry Jones going on his adventures, he's just like, he loves the, the, the archaeology, the history of it, and stuff like that. You don't really get that kind of passion, that kind of, like, thing that he wants to do. He just, I mean, him him and, you get this kind of, well, maybe you do get that kind of sense, because you're sitting there talking, he's talking about, well, really? Part of it, really? 
really uh the uh the Marco Polo ships and stuff like that. We can really find Shambhala. And like, he's really excited about it, but he doesn't say why it's significant to him or why he wants to do it. Is he an archeologist? Is he uh, just a history lover? Is he, is he a, uh, uh, is he a, he's a thief, I guess. You know, I like, I don't, that's not really clear to me at this point in time. Cause stuff happens in the third game, you know, that, that happens, but I don't want to, I don't want to reveal that too soon, but, um, you know, and, and you the, do so, know so, enough though, from uncharted one, to, to know that he has a connection to, like, uh, Sir Francis Drake. But, yeah, that, so that, 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 that was where the passion that, derived that. from. In, in number one, he had that passion yeah. about Francis Drake because it was very family-oriented. I mean, that was his uncle, and he was really curious about his uncle. Whereas in this, in, in number two, I didn't really see much of a significance at all, or it was just like, okay. I don't... I don't see why. Yeah, it was like exactly. I think, I think we'll this would be the point where you would just you just have to go well, with it and assume a, based off of the past that Drake is a history buff. And also, I don't know how you got familiar. You guys are with, with history, but the whole Marco Polo's fleet is a huge thing. Right. Yeah. Um, and any Drake type finds if anybody if anybody who like a Nathan Drake can pick up that trail, they're gonna try and follow it. Yeah, well, the, and then they have that dialogue there at the beginning when they're sitting there at the at the table, in the beginning, talking about stealing something that'll help them find the Chintamani stone and stuff like that. So that is the but motivation that sets everything off. The motivation is not as strong as one and three, though. Yeah, well, during the game, I think it is when when they're trying to fight when they're trying to find each other. But as far as like how everything, yeah. all, all the events start. It that really is, feels a little, the other part. He is, feels like Bilbo Baggins it, a little bit, where he's like, "I think I'm going to go on an adventure," and it's just like, "Okay." But then it does. Do but, then, but, but like you were just saying, and what I was explaining earlier, though, it does get to the point where it's not even about the treasure; it's about yeah. trying to save his friends. Now he's just trying to get and to stop be stop the Nazis from getting to the Ark of the Covenant and releasing the evil. Yes, mm-hmm. that's absolutely correct. So, I mean, it, for me, there was like when I had sent that message on Facebook and. I was just like, there, it was that moment. It was like the motivation was just not there. It's just like, really? It's it just didn't didn't click with me. And then like, really, when I started, when I had stopped at that point, and then I and I continued to start playing the game. Elena was introduced, and then it just got infinitely better. I mean, from that point on, it was just like no holds barred. It was awesome. I mean, I yeah. really I really enjoyed it because it became. It wasn't just about the, you know, finding Marco Polo. It was actually helping out your friends again, get them out of the situation. Oh, I thought you mailed. I thought you were talking about one. I'm getting things confused. Sorry, you mean, sorry. You were having no, no, you no, no. I, it's all right. You were having trouble getting the motivation at the beginning of two. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. Sully and and him were talking about. Well, you know, are we getting too close? Flying too close to the sun here with. With it being, you know, so dangerous for us to be able to find this. Are we? Are we getting too greedy? You know, and well. And I, I don't know if I don't know if uh, I remember SB telling me about this and whether or not he he was really buying. Sully it. walked and, away. Uh, yeah, eventually. I, no, but I think that's notable. That's that's a character, you know, sort of bit, bit represent, you know, representing the wh- why the hell are we doing this factor, like that the audience is thinking. Now that, that now, now that you and, point and, that out, sorry, like now that you point that uh, out. It, it just reminded me of back in number one where Sully seemed to be more about getting the money where whereas yeah, yeah paying his debt and drake was you know seemed more passionate about you know finding the artifact and so now that you mentioned about you know sully's like no i don't want to do this anymore okay that's a good point for sully that's an excellent point 
but I still think you need like another voice of reasoning with Drake, and that's when Elena came along. I was just like, thank God for this woman. Thank you. Seriously, because I was thinking in the back of my head, like she was saying the exact same words that I was thinking. I was like, fuck yes. Okay, it's not just me, it's her. So she gets what's going on. Okay. I, I, I like that. She's like, you're chasing... We- it's yeah. like you're chasing like I don't know what it was like you're chasing this fleet against this like crazy maniac guy and Drake is like yeah it's like yeah dumbass this guy's gonna fucking kill you you're crazy and it's, and it's almost like that the developers over time did learn how much it 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 seems that maybe Drake's motivation isn't explained well or at the very least there aren't characters counteracting it and saying Drake is your head in the right place you know are you are you obsessed and i don't want to get into three yet but i really do think that they thought about that in three and really bring that up in three yeah i you know i'll just say a little bit about three i won't give out too much away but you know i i've gone through like six six chapters and i'm starting to get the hint that they are going to start telling me explaining about why drake does this so I'm willing to give them the benefit of the doubt that they will approach the subject matter, but pl- while just playing two alone and only having, you know, coming off one, I just didn't feel like it wasn't explained that well. Well, I mean, one and two are a little more personal, and like looking at the narratives overall, one and I'm sorry, one and three are more personal. One is kind of introducing. There's a bit of a personal side. It's like Raiders, The Lost Ark. Three is very personal. It's like The Last Crusade. Two yeah, yeah. is like the side story. It's like Temple of Doom. Oh wow! Yeah, so, it is. It, that's that's how I think of it. I kept that kept coming up in my head. I'm like, they're even in Asia, you know, and walking around and stuff like that. Like I kept thinking, this is this is Temple of Doom. This is the interlude that comes yeah. in between the main storyline of what t- makes Indy tick or what makes Nathan Drake in this case tick. Yeah. Too bad so. that they couldn't explain why he would be doing this as well as why Indiana Jones is doing what he's doing in, in, in Temple of Doom. Because yeah. Temple of Doom is om- is literally like a side story. It's like a side... Like, if if, Indiana, if all of Indiana Jones movies is a big game, like, Temple of Doom is like a side mission. Literally. In that, like, he was finishing a job in the beginning. They tr- crash land someplace. People need his help, and he helps them. And that's, like, the whole movie in Temple of Doom. Yeah. And, like, you don't need... They never needed to explain his motivation. People are starving. <laughs> and he wants to help him out. He's a good and guy. He well, and then and then you know you got that vill that uh, Nepal village and stuff like that with uh, I can't think of the character's name, but that big uh, Nepal village village man that like takes oh, you on this t- journey and t- stuff like that. Uh, can't remember. Uh, I can't think of his name either, but he's the one that Tenjin, jumps really Tinjin or something like that. Yeah, Tenjin, that sounds right. Tencent. You mean Tencent? you mean Tibet? Was it? No, it's Nepal. It's Nepal. Okay, sorry. Very different. Nepal is south of Tibet, north of India. Okay, okay. They actually really, say that in the game. I'm terrible really, with geography, by the way. I'm not sure if people. I looked. I had to look it up. <laughs> it is really cool that uh, that um, that whole section where you are kind of going on this like meaningful journey, you know, for for Nate's like strength, kind of to to build him back up. Because by the time he's off of that train, he is destroyed. Like a yeah, kind of a yeah, kind of a spirit walk a little bit, finding his finding his like his kung fu back or something, you know. It's... And then he comes back and you know after okay, here's the other thing. 
Drake, even like even in the Nepal part, you're like, why would he still be doing this, going this far? And he gets on the train. He's going after Chloe or whatever. But even after that, he's like, fuck this shit. I'm going home. He was ready to forget Chloe. Yeah. But then Schaefer explained what was really going on, or at least began to explain it, and Tenzin took him. He's like, okay, gotta stop, uh, what's his head? Was gotta it? stop Lazarevich. Who, not much to him, but he's still a pretty damn oh. amazing presence. Can we, can we, can we finally, can SB and I complain about one more thing? What, <laughs> I, think gonna, I think me and him are gonna say the same thing. Or the thing. boss fight well, Lazar- Lazarevich, well, the boss fight's fine, or whatever. No, I feel like, no. um... No, okay, yeah, you're right. Um, I feel like the, uh, what is it? Um, Flynn? Flynn, yeah. Completely misused in this game. I feel like, you know, he, you, here you have an interesting character, an interesting introduction. Like, I actually liked Flynn. I liked following him around. I liked his, his thing. I even liked, uh, uh, him, him, uh, their banter, their banter back and forth later when they, when they're, when they have to cross together. I thought that was a very interting thing. Yeah. And then, his exit out of the trilogy, his 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 death oh, scene, where he yeah. tries to kill uh, Elena, and tries to kill the three of them, it did nothing. It didn't even take off an arm or a finger of anybody. It it, it was it, he just killed himself, and it was laughably bad. Like he just, I was sitting there watching my screen. I don't remember and, what happened. He he has a grenade and he's like all shot up and stuff like that and he's like I got one more thing in me and he pulls the pin on a grenade and they freak out and apparently it 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 knocked uh it knocked uh, Elena so it knocked her so hard she was like it was hard for her to walk or something like that you no, know it's it's a fragmentation she, grenade she got shrapnel in her okay but either way she she survived <laughs> Flynn is just dead. <laughs> No one else. All they have to do is help her out and get her to a hospital. <laughs> Flynn just blew himself up, and it was just like, uh, whatever, dude. Yeah. It is <laughs> pretty miraculous that they got her out of that too, because like yeah. shit's well, falling that... apart, and it's like, okay, five feet yeah. away from us, the bridge is falling, but now we're at the very edge of this right. hole. Like, how did we? How did? How did they walk that far that fast? No, <laughs> it didn't bother me that much, but this is funny. I just thought it was no. I thought it was hilarious when when he had died. He just he literally just killed himself with a grenade, and like they're all like in one piece. That's why I thought it was so silly. Like, wow. are you serious? Uh, well, I, here, can't believe, here, I can't believe here, he just did that. See, here's the thing because with me. I feel like I feel like Lazarevich and Flynn should have either a they should have just out, did away with Lazarevich and did that with Flynn. You know, made Flynn the main character, but then you, you wouldn't have that bigger baddie making Flynn go across with. Yeah. They'd have to write it in such a way that you'd have that witty banter between Flynn and, and him when they actually have to they cross kind of, the Shampala. I don't want to talk about it now, but it's like they kind of, in a way, did what you're just saying in three with the villain. There was the head villain, and then there was kind of like the Destro, like other villain. Oh, yeah, I know in, what you in mean. Uncharted three. Well, not to talk about it, but I thought I thought the way Flynn. Well, it's kind of hard not. Did to, you finish Uncharted Three? You may not even know what I'm talking about yet. No, I have not. Been. I no, have I not. definitely have. Okay, yeah, yeah. And you know what I mean? How they ended it and how they dealt with get exiting, ending each character, yeah. each villain. I mean, yes, getting rid of each. The thing with Flynn that was better. that Flynn was anticlimactic. His ending was anticlimactic because the way they introduced it. Was that first off? It's like okay. Apparently, uh, Drake and Flynn have this history between each other, in like in the very beginning of the game. And for me, I personally was like, oh, what happened between one and two? Because apparently, Flynn and Drake know each other very well, I guess, or they worked well. They worked with each other. 
I'm fucking clueless. And then... Well, that's yeah, not a huge issue, though. Well, then, then Flynn betrays him on that mission uh, when they find out the location to uh, Marco Polo. And it's like, okay. Okay. And it's like, okay. So, okay. So you have, so now Drake is pissed off at Flynn. He wants to get even with him. So how does he go out? How does Flynn go out? He blow. he's, he gets brutally beaten outside, basically outside the screen. We don't know what happened to him. I'm assuming off camera, he, yeah. off, off camera, he gets his ass beaten and then he just blows himself up. And it's like, yeah, and it doesn't do anything. And it's like, what? I feel bad for Flynn, actually. You know what? I was never this bothered by. I wasn't either. For some how they got rid of him, like <laughs> he was supposed, like you know, they spent I, some here, time here's on my him. whole feeling was he was a bitch and he went out like a bitch the way he was supposed to go uh, out. Okay, like, yeah. But here's the thing, but, but I mean, yeah. Granted, he was a bitch. He was, he was a lot. He was, you know, he was an asshole. But here's the thing: it's like they made it sound like the game, at least the way it was portrayed to me, or at least how I perceived it was that there's this history between Drake and Flynn, and it's like, you know, fuck you, you betrayed me, we've worked together, and now I'm going to get even with you. I want to get even with you. And how he gets beaten off off, can't, off screen, and he comes on screen, it's like, whoa, what the hell just happened to you? And then he blows himself up. And it's like, uh, what the hell? There's, I, mean, I mean, I think it's very common in adventures and cliffhanger serials and whatnot to introduce characters that have a history with the main character and and not go so deep into the relationship like take uh uh what's his name john reese davies and in the indiana jones movies is that john reese davies mm-hmm. yeah so yeah the guy in um egypt and raiders like yes. okay they have a history they don't really explain much of the history. You just know they're friends. my brother-in-law. And it's really fine. Like I, I, I don't mean I don't need to know more of their history. And like all you have to, what what's really important about it is that Drake does a lot of has been doing this for a long time, and he's met a lot of people along the way. It goes along with the title. It's very important to the title and the theme of the whole thing. And that's not just, not necessarily to carry the theme super well through the whole game, but the idea is that there's a lot of thieves. You got Drake. You got Chloe. You got um, uh, Flynn. Flynn, Flynn is the bad guy. Chloe is the one who's in between, who could go either side, and you don't know where she is at any point. You don't know where her loyalty is. And then there's Drake, who is more on the good side. But at the end of the day, they're all gray. They're all thieves. Well, Flynn's pretty black, but <laughs> two, Chloe and, and Drake are, are pretty gray. And that's what's most important about his character and why he's, why he's there at all, because the other question you ask is why is he there? Like he was important. He's a plot device in the beginning, but I do think he is important to the whole honor among thieves thing. Certainly, uh, you make a good point about Chloe, though. Um, you know, she's one of those people. I kind of appreciated, uh, you know, at the beginning when when she's like on top of him talking about their next heist, and Flynn can't know, and that we're together, and like you know, we'll we'll turn on him. I'm thinking you're a double agent. I could tell right now, like you know, and I kind of appreciated that they didn't go that route. Because that's that not. She didn't I was actually ex- end up being one. Yeah, yes, so she exactly. ended up not like you know. She didn't end up like the uh, the woman from Last Crusade, <laughs> the blonde woman. Oh, German. the Nazi. She, she wasn't like you know. I don't like fast women. Makes out. I don't like fast women. Eh, have sex. Okay. I don't like. Yeah, he, he doesn't. He doesn't like fast women, and they make out, and then they get it on. Who? Oh, you're talking about uh, uh, Drake? Indy. No time. Oh, okay, okay. Last Crusade. Last crusade. <laughs> I don't remember that part. Oh, what? I I was I, yeah. I always remember the part like 
when when he like runs into her bedroom because he like gets attacked by that one guy and he like hangs him by the uh, fan or whatever. Oh, yeah. He runs into and she's like, "Oh, be gentle with me, be gentle with me." And then he like just runs past her and like finds that secret passage. She's like, "Uh." Almost. Well, that's in Temple of Doom, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that was really funny. It's, it's just still like, a similar similar situation. But anyway, this part with Chloe. Be gentle with me. <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> this part with Chloe was kind of. It was kind of hot. She was sitting on top of him, and she was like, "Yeah, it was a really good scene." But I, but I was also just like, "Man, I could see this coming from a mile away." And then that, I was totally that, wrong. That's, and that's why her like character that. worked. Yeah, I, that's why I didn't have a problem with anything like that. And it was also kind of a cool little like Archie. You know, is he gonna pick Betty oh, or Veronica? Betty you know? and Veronica. Yeah. Is he gonna pick Betty or Veronica? You know, mm-hmm. you're gonna find out in this game, like whether or not he's gonna be with her or her or her. You know. Or, or, Hill Chloe. Or, or, just or he goes or he goes with Sully, yeah. He'll end up with Sully. There's always Sully. Elena's like, voice is just like annoying to me. It just sounds oops. like Elena. It just sounds like oh. your wife that would like nag you and She sounds like the girl next door. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> it just it just sounds Josh annoying. is not having Elena at all. She, she, like I mean, girl. she was alright. She just sounds like she'd be annoying as shit. And Chloe had that hot British accent. She did. And she was a little um, perfectly yeah, no, butt cheeks. Yeah, she she does it. She had a good uh, she had a good voice actress. But um, for uh, for Elena, she was kind of a stronger female character a little bit. You know, she could handle her own and so like Not that not that Chloe couldn't. I it's just they're both about but equal. In my Chloe seemed a little bit. Yeah, that's true. It, that it, yeah, in their own way, they had their own kind of like. I, I I thought they both did their own thing well. I did, yeah, I didn't. I guess I didn't mean to make Chloe sound like she wasn't. But if, if anything, <laughs> I just thought Elena was a little like a little bit less. Um, I don't want to say independent, but a little bit less like forthright. Just because like Elena was so involved with Drake, like you could just tell that she was like jaded from their past relationship and stuff. And Chloe like didn't really give two shits. I, I love how they do that in the game, too. Like, I love how you can fill the gaps for yourself just through their dialogue. Like, you know that after one, Drake and Elena had a thing. Right. And, they, you know, they just bring it up through some quick dialogue. You know what's happened there. And you and through quick dialogue, you know that Drake and, and Chloe have had a past. And Chloe doesn't really care who else he's been with. Well, I guess she did get a little, not necessarily jealous, but she has that line, um dance with the one who brought you oh uh, yeah so i mean even she had the capacity to sort of i don't know if she was necessarily being jealous as much as she just didn't want to involve other people yeah specifically because of the jeff situation the cameraman situation oh yeah but no, good yeah. point. it's it's very telling um considering how well those two characters the female characters written in this game it's very telling that uh the main writer on the game is a woman and, yeah. and a director too. She, I think she's directed all three Uncharted games. Uh, Any Amy Hennig, excuse me. She is. I think her title is creative director. There's more than one. T- there's more than one director in well, uh well, in a game like this. Bringing bringing her up anyway, just for a quick brief. She did get a award for the Writers Guild of America for this game, for the writing for this game. Yeah. So. Yeah, wasn't that like the first year that WGA did uh, video game stuff? Uh, I'm not sure if it was the first know. year. I didn't look it up. I just looked up an IMDb because apparently she had awards under her name. It's like, oh, what she win? And she won a writing, uh, you know, writing for a video game in 2010 for Uncharted 2. I was like, holy shit, that's kind of awesome. 
And it's a female, and, and it's a female director too. And you don't hear much about female directors in general, because I mean, oh, yeah, ladies. Well done. Um, another game of note that has a female director, I believe, is Assassin's Creed. Is it Assassin? Pretty much that entire series is directed or written or headed up by a female French lady. At least, yeah, at least. Uh, I don't know if she's I just, or not, but. At least one of the directors, because I know that's another game, a series of games that each game has more than one director. Yeah, I just remember seeing an interview with her, and she was. Yeah. You know, well, I, I, either way, it's it's it. You can definitely tell that Amy has. She definitely knows her shit about Indiana Jones, and she. It's, it's like she seems like a big Indiana Jones buff for Indiana playing Jones, this. Indiana Jones, National Treasure. Yeah. You know, uh, Congo. Speaking of Congo, what the? <laughs> we must follow the gorilla. No, Con- Congo, no, it is because there's all these uh, crazy all these moments when you're yeah when when you have that when you're fighting those giant. Well, they turn out to be. You know what? Those, I but... never thought of Congo as like an Indiana Jones type movie, but it sure the hell is an adventure yeah. serial. They yeah. go in the middle of the Congo, find old ass silverback gorillas, and cut them in half with lasers and shit. Damn right they do. That movie is so fucking terrible, though. <laughs> <laughs> you're not, you're not kidding. It is, it is. like it laughable. Is. Like every time I see the cover of that, I just oh, I love it. It is bad. <laughs> um, I got one more nitpick, but uh, there's more. But, there's I mean, more if, to if, come. We, if we want to do, do we have something else or? You want I, me to say? I want to talk about the train sequence for a bit. Just the okay, okay. Oh, let's, yeah, let's talk about some sequences in general. The, yeah, the train, that train sequence. I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in awe of that train sequence because if I remember correctly, wait, wait, wait. that's wait, 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 which which train sequence? Like, yeah, which the one? The beginning part, where like where you get like no, you're talking no, about the no, very no. beginning, where you get the sort of well, what just happened. No, I mean that was a great oh. that was a great moment. Don't get me wrong, but I'm oh, talking about the actual. The, midway midway into the game where you're actually on the train. Yes, midway. And it's going on the and it's on the tracks before yeah. it derails. Yes, that was fucking wonderful. That whole sequence, I my adrenaline was just kicking into high. Oh, yeah. It was just so fun and like and I remember Naughty Dog was saying this is an actual train moving in an environment. I mean, if that. Is, oh yeah. I, I sat there on top of the train looking just to see if things were going to repeat themselves, and they didn't. At least not noticeably. Like, I'm like, okay. Oh, you wanted to see like, if uh, there yeah, was going to be a I've background. Gotta be, like, they've got to just be going in circles or something. But no, I mean, there are scripts, obviously, to, to bring up the next, like, thing. Like, oh, now it's a mountain area. But, like, you never ran by, like, the same series of uh, stuff. More than once, or at least in a way that was noticeable. So I don't know how they were doing it. If they were, I guess, I guess it's procedurally generated, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. I I don't know either. Cool. But, but that moment, that moment on the train, and I did a little bit of what you were doing, Chris, especially on the mountainside. I was just like, what? The, there's no way that they just developed this whole, this whole sequence, and there's nothing repeating itself. And it's just, nah, they didn't repeat themselves. It's like, wow, that's. That's pretty awesome. It's just, it's an excellent it's an excellent moment in the game. It's a it's a lot of fun. And I mean another one too was when you're on the mountain and you're on top of the trucks. It's a turret sequence essentially, and you're just hopping from one car to oh. another. That was oh. so cool. Oh, I was like, oh my. That was the that was the moment where I felt most like this is like Indiana Jones. 
And like, oh yeah, it was so cool. I feel like five years before, if somebody had put that in a game, it would have been a cutscene. There's just no way that they would have made it gameplay. And that's what's so great about those this game is that those moments that, like they in another game, yeah, they would be a it would be a cutscene, but th- here you play them. Yeah, you're the one that's the badass now, and it's, I, 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 you know, I'm, I'm very I, appreciative I, of that. I, I think you're right about that one. If they it was five years later, that probably would have been the case. But wow, because the funny thing was, when I was playing this, my brother was just sitting in here, and he's just like, "Wow, this is just like a movie." Yeah. And he was just like, "Oh my!" Yeah. He's like, he was just like in all excited. He's like, "Oh my god!" You better, he's like, "You made the jump!" Oh my! He's like, he's like, "Oh my god, that's so cool! That's so cool!" And I'm just like shooting at the guys, and they're going off the mountain cliffs, and they're going off the cliff of the mountain, and just exploding. He's just like, "Oh my god!" It's. He's like, this is so cool. This is so awesome. I'm like, I'm, I'm thinking, I'm playing. I'm like, yeah, I know. I'm fucking playing this. This is cool. <laughs> I know how fucking cool it is. I'm playing it. That's Ugh. awesome. So, so no, if, uh, no, you know, getting that uh, reaction from someone who's not playing the game and who's, who has no idea about the series either, and you know, getting their reaction, and and you know, I have this reaction, the same reaction too, and I've played through all these chapters. I mean, that's telling me something. It's like, wow. I mean, if you were, if if you were to actually play the game, the, the moment would you probably be ten times even better, or infinitely better. So, just this whole visceral mm-hmm. experience that he's experiencing, it's like, wow, this game is probably is definitely doing something right. Then, especially that's for a testament games. to the design of the game because what the game is trying to do is make every single moment really interesting yes so you do get those moments where somebody else can just be walking by the tv and be like what is this like that's what got annie interested in the game is that she saw me playing it and like i was playing the first one and she's like i'm really digging nathan drake and like the interaction with the characters and she saw me play that in part of two, and then she's like, "I got, you know what? I'm gonna try this." She sat down and put it on easy and played it, and got to the point where she had played she played through them multiple times. That's really cool. That's awesome, man. That's really cool. Like when, like when you can, like when you can uh, get so worked up about just the situation, not not necessarily like maybe, yeah, maybe all the maybe all the things that we're nitpicking about with the story and characters and how motivations and stuff like that. Yeah, you can get. You can get into that, and you can get all like you know worried about it. But when it comes down to it, you're jump you're jumping from truck to truck to truck and blowing them up. Like that's just awesome. Mm-hmm. You know, you just don't. Some of the things really don't matter when it comes down to it. But like if I, I I just have this feeling of if you're going all cinematic, and you're going like full hog into into uh into trying to be like a movie or trying to be like Indiana Jones, um. You know, and I think they they pulled they pulled off most of it. You know, is it about? There's just a few little things that I was like, you know what? And 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 it, this move or this movie, <laughs> this game is held up on such a high pedestal. You know, and and people people uh, make certain assumptions about this one, like you know, thinking that it's the best and stuff like that. And it is, but when it is, it's also prone to getting like little tiny ticks at it you know like well what about this and while well, it wasn't able to provide me with this yeah. kind of you know thing and you know and, and um it's it's, it's not it's, that it's not it's not that it's unbalanced because yeah. it's very well balanced and, and it's not that it's not compelling because it's still compelling regardless of whether or not you think you know nathan drake is the 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 shit he's 
he, he his situation of him trying to get out of his safety, I can understand that, and I'm going to want to play to the end. I'm going to want to see him jump from this ledge to this ledge, or or jump from this truck to this truck, you know, and all these really amazing uh, sections. I will say though, SB, if you liked all that crazy action in this one, um, you'll like the third one a lot because uh, <laughs> there, there's the cruise there's ship, the, man. There's some bigger stuff. Oh, so, um, the other thing too is not only were those really crazy action parts really immersive and like, man, this is this is this is amazing and stuff like that, but also those quieter moments, those moments that uh, Nathan Drake's just walking around in the city, in that in like oh yeah and stuff. You could and walk like, up and press a button and he would say something to people. Yeah, or, or well, yeah, that or um, he's alone. I mean, when people are like running away from him. And or running away from you know those mo- after he gets chased by that truck down the stairs and stuff like that, there's kind of this moment where you're kind of just like searching around or uh, it's these moments in between right before you're chased by that helicopter off the across the rooftops and mm-hmm. stuff. There's these real silent moments where you're going through these bombed out buildings and the toilets breaking underneath. You know the the the, the bathroom uh, thing that the bathroom that you jump to, the floor gives out and you fall to the to the bottom and you know the toilet breaks or something. I remember that happening. And it's just, just mm-hmm. certain things like that where it's just, you're just dealing with Drake. Drake's on his own. And like, you kind of feel like him where like you're alone. Like you, you truly are like, you feel vulnerable with him. So. Oh, uh, and something else. Like we talked about, um, the environments in the character models themselves, but something we've not given love to yet. Something that needs a lot of love is the animation department. Oh, oh gosh. Yeah. yeah. Just, oh, what in what game have you played a character more lifelike and and, and animated? Yeah, you know, know, in any other game. Maybe it may- I'm pretty sure it's a combination of motion capture and hand drawn animation. I'm yeah. pretty sure it is too. I was gonna say maybe Mass Effect. Maybe, maybe I'm not sure, but no, no, Mass Effect doesn't have animations that strong. Yeah, no, especially not in the gameplay sequences. Because uh, if you go back, if you were to Take a side by side of like cutscene conversation and Uncharted and do Mass Effect. I would, you would start to see when you compare them. Now, of course, they're, they're a little different, but you would start to see how stiff Mass Effect will be in comparison to Uncharted. Not that, not that Mass Effect is stiff. I just think that Uncharted is orders of magnitude more animated and and even in a sense more cartoon mm-hmm. than Mass Effect. Mm-hmm. Oh, I know, I know what you mean. I knew, I knew, I knew you were saying Mass Effect didn't have good animation. I knew you're you're not saying that. But, oh no! But I was just throwing that out there. Just was like, I was wondering, was like, does Mass Effect have that kind of animation? It's like, yeah. I would honestly, I would compare it to Naughty Dog's <coughs> other work to stuff. Actually, some other first part Sony first. Not necessarily, they're not first parties. Not they're not all first parties, but some of the other Sony uh, first party games that developers have made, like stuff that Insomniac has made, like. Ratchet and Clank animation is really strong. The animation in in uh, in Infamous and in Infamous Two is really really strong, and just past stuff that Naughty Dog has done. Uh, another thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, sorry. go ahead. No, no. Finish, finish. One more one more thing about that about the animation. You can see their past in in the animation in this game and how they design the characters and the animation because I mentioned that they seem a little cartoony, not in a bad way, in a, in a really good kind of way, in that. I think I think really good animation in games is when you're not when you're not trying to go super realistic. They, when they take it to this little bit of this 
cartoon Looney Tunes, not quite Looney Tunes, but cartoon level a little bit. And you can, and looking at that, it makes so much sense that these are the guys that made Jack and Daxter and made Crash Bandicoot. Mm, Yeah. It got to the the point I didn't realize I was watching the animation. It's kind of the same effect when I have when I watch The Iron Giant. I completely forget that I'm watching an animated feature. I'm not sure if you have that same experience with Chris or Ben when I ever watched that movie, but it's like I don't remember. I know exactly what you mean. I know exactly what you mean. Like, Iron Giant is firmly a cartoon, but because of how real things are, yes, it, you don't think this is a cartoon. It cre- It's subtle, but it creates that extra spark of, you know, of personality. Life. Yeah. Of life that you need out of something that is not real. Right. It's not real, you need something, you need more to make it feel real. Exactly. Yeah, uh, I mean, when you, com- when you compare Nathan Drake to, you know, like, Shepard from Mass Effect, I think it's just a perfect example of, you know, not that, Ma- you know, again, not to knock Mass Effect, but just... It's it's missing that that spark that that Nathan Drake has, and that all the characters in Uncharted have. It's hard to put your finger specifically on specifically because these characters are very well defined within their universe. You you don't you don't bring anything to the characters. The characters are brought to you. Exactly. Where there Commander you Shepard, okay. you bring you bring yourself, Commander Shepard. Ah, uh, that's right. Okay. Have it like that. Uh, how about the music in this game? Greg Edmondson, who's the composer. Uh, I gotta admit, every time, every time the Nathan uh, Nate's theme comes on the title seek on the title screen, I just let it play. I just let it play and listen to it. Oh yeah, <laughs> it's a it's, it's a, yeah the Nathan Drake theme. You guys are totally right about that, by the way. It's it's as iconic to Uncharted as the Indiana Jones theme as the Indiana Jones. Agreed. I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, it's just, I was about to say I did the same thing for Deus Ex. It's like you know when you have. You know, you know. I feel like you know you're probably in some. You're probably in for something pretty good or really awesome, really great, depending on the level of awesomeness you want to measure it on. That I, I, I feel like, I feel like when you have the music that can definitely get you that really kind of send you chills up your spine, and you're just like, oh wow, oh, yeah. that's, that's so good. And it's like wow, it's like this is going to be epic, right? This is going to be sweet. You get excited just at the menu. Yes. And that's the same thing. Like, I, and I and and going back, we did mention that, like with Deus Ex, like one of the first things I mentioned was uh, how I would just sit there and just listen to that music for a minute, and I was ready to play. Oh yeah, I mean, I I I could just sit there and watch this, and then you know listen to this, listen to the music while I'm on the, just the main screen. And I mean, that to me it was just like okay, there's definitely obviously there's some really good thought put into the music, and it's definitely gonna be incorporated. And I felt like, you know, playing throughout each level, the music, just like, it kind of just brought that nostalgia factor of Indiana Jones again. It's just, it, it just really hit me. It was just like, it, it's not derivative by any means. It has its own personality, but I was just like, oh yeah, God, I'm, I'm like, I'm playing a modern Indiana Jones game. It feels like Indiana Jones and sounds like Indiana Jones. I'm just like, I'm fucking loving it. I love it. Granted, I have my nitpicks, don't get me wrong, but overall, it's just... It's a great experience. It's like God, I love it so much. It's oh, a good, it's I just a good want feeling. to say to the audience, like we keep mentioning Indiana Jones, but like I, I'm pretty sure we all are, are firmly in the territory of you know this. This is it. it, it of course, it, it's always it's been, we're gonna think of Indiana Jones, but it's definitely its own thing. It's not like you just said. It's not the game's not derivative of Indiana Jones. It's, it's not. Just, 
firmly inspired. It's the most derivative of just, a lot of different things. Well, but and it's so okay. is Indiana Jones. Yeah, so Indiana and so Jones. that's why that's why it Indiana works. Indiana Jones though. is like old, like old adventure movie serial. I'm I'm not complaining. About it. I mean, it's and playing stuff like that. Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider should play like this. You know, it's it's the way Tomb Raider should really be. You know, with the way things are are you know coming about and stuff like that. You know, Nathan Drake should uh, just jumps and flows and, and acrobatic the way he does it. Laura, Whereas, Laura Croft, or Laura has, Croft has as much character as Nathan Drake for that to work. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, we'll see with this new Tomb Raider title that's coming out here soon. I think it's next year now. I don't think it's supposed to be out like this year. Like early next year with everything else. Yeah. But, it's um... Like Christmas, too. We were talking about nitpicks and stuff like that. There's one more, and it, and, and it's and it's not that big either. It's the, it's the quick time events. Would you guys agree that quick time events... I mean, no, obviously, okay, obviously no, no, no. what quick times do you mean exactly? Like every single one of them in the game. Yeah. No, 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 no. Like how? Okay, <laughs> like even like when you're fighting, and the game slows down, and you know you're supposed to press triangle to counter. You're no, like that. You're talking about when there's like. Uh, a you can include those in there sometimes. I got used to it by the third one. You're talking about more when there's a cutscene and you have to press a button. Cutscene, then you got to press a button. That doesn't that happen really, a lot, that, does it? It doesn't happen a lot, but that's my problem. If it that, happened that all the time, because that's my problem. it doesn't happen enough, you don't. You're not always ready. Yes, yes, that's exactly the, what I'm trying to say. I'm like, if you're gonna do cutscenes, God of War does game, it perfectly. Yeah. God of War does it and immerses you in it, and you're always ready to press some button. You know, I mean, you, I mean, Josh, you just got done playing God of War three. Would you agree with that? Like a lot of the things that happens. I mean, I haven't played God of War three yet, but. Mm-hmm. A lot of those, you know, quick times, you're mm-hmm. ready for them because you're expecting them because that isn't a natural thing that happens in the game. I'm fine with quick right. times, but when they're during movies and you don't think they're coming up because they come up so rarely, that's like, I, I, I'm not. I don't want to stop you. From, Where I don't were wanna, those cutscenes in this game, though? I just don't. I know uh, they're there. They were. They, they were. Um, they, well, I, that was my other problem in three too. I can remember where they were at in three. But there were some in in uh, in two, and I don't remember. I just wrote it down because I I had that written down from before. It was quick times, damn it! Like <laughs> it's me, just, you know. But um, there was these moments where, you know, I would be sitting there and and I go, oh oh, I'm playing. I didn't okay, and I would die, and I'd be like, what the fuck, you know? And, and it was kind of like a cheap death. Luckily, um, it isn't. Well, luckily and unluckily, it's not often. I guess I no. Think- I think if they're more often, they would be annoying because, like, it was really cool when they introduced when they really introduced the use of that in oh. like Resident Evil Four because you'd never seen it before, and you really and it's cool in God of War because you do badass things, but other games do it. It's kind of like okay, now I'm just pressing. Well, a if button. they did it more often, Chris, it's like you said, like that's not that wouldn't be an issue then. I mean, it wouldn't be an issue of knowing when thing. to do it, but then it would when be annoying. It was a uh, um... you know what I'm saying. Yeah, I'm trying to think of the, what it was into quick time events and in in uh, Uncharted Uncharted I do, Two. I I remember the very first quick time in Uncharted One because it was like eight nine chapters in when they introduced the quick time and it's something falling down you got to press circle yeah it's like, yeah yeah what the was what the hell like you you needed to introduce this in the first second chapter for me to know there was ever going to be quick times in the game. Yeah, I remember that, and I was like, "What the fuck did I?" I feel bad I because I'm not. I, I should have wrote down the exact moment because because I you know I get kind of I get kind of mixed up with the one and one and two. Maybe I'm thinking of three, but damn it! <laughs> it I, yeah, I, I don't remember quick time in two. 
I don't I feel remember. Feel like there had often. to have been a couple, but so um, I guess that's that's it for for that for that kind of stuff. But yeah, fantastic presentation, absolutely. You know, you're talking about your, your sound, your your uh, your uh, the soundtrack and and the way things play out, and and even uh, the gameplay. It's all you know, it's some of the best. You know, even even though I just got done making it sound like it wasn't. <laughs> uh, so. Uh, but uh, I, Josh, do you want to move on to final thoughts? Final Let's thoughts. Do it. Experience. Give your experience. Experience on the game. Score it. What do you have? What do you have to say about your pick, sir? Uncharted Two. Well, like I said, this is kind of the iconic series of the PS3 for me, other than the Metal Gear series. But um, I think this is one of the best action games of our time. I would put it right up there with Arkham City in that sense. Although obviously it's a much different game. Um, I, you know, I think from in a broad sense, just the the gameplay concept is just phenomenal. That you can you can mix um, gunplay with all this awesome platforming that just makes you feel like a badass, and it it just never got old for me. I guess you know, despite it being linear, and I know that's that's some people's um, nitpicks with it is just that you know there's only one set path you can go on, but. I, I don't know. For me, it was so interesting, and I just was so compelled to get to the next area because of all the, you know, variation of the environments and everything that I didn't really care that much. Like I really didn't notice. It's, it's a thrill ride. Yeah, it is. It really it's, is. It's not a choose your own adventure. You it's a wouldn't thrill have ride. to complain about watching an awesome Indiana Jones movie. You know, like well, I wish Indiana Jones. I could have chosen. He went down a different path. Something like that. You know. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I sure wish him and his father wouldn't have. Uh, yeah. And you don't <laughs> told Sean Connery and tell him to go. And people use the comparison thrill ride, roller coaster ride, or whatever. And the you know, and you can use that to describe this game in that like it's a very specific path, and there's a good reason for it. Right. And you don't jump on a roller coaster and complain that you go the same path on the roller coaster each time because it's. Right. It's specifically designed. And right, exactly. If you want open, you put in Skyrim. <laughs> right, right. And I guess that was my next point. Quit being a baby. An action, game, an action game I don't look for. You know, I look for the experience that the developer has crafted for me. I don't exactly. look to make my own experience because, you know, that that's not what it, what's intended. So so for me, it, it they are, uh, Naughty Dog is, is one of the, the best, if not the best, at, at doing that. I'm going to give this game a 9.5. I can't give it a, a 10 because I, I do think the story is lacking in some some areas. Um, you know, the they try I, and don't I think I think you know if we harken back to our our original discussion of of story in a game, you know, I think in at its heart, you know, a game, especially an action game, is all about the gameplay. I don't. I think the story is just kind of icing on the cake. I don't think it's necessary to make a great game, but to make a perfect game, I think the story needs to be spot on. So, you know, that's the, that's the reason I'm not getting that 10. So, there you have it. Chris. Nice, dude. Good pick. Oh, yeah. Whose turn? I said Chris. Chris. Oh, okay. That's you. Um, I agree with all the points that you. Josh just said, so I'm trying to think of what, what I could add to that in, in, in closing. And I, I think we probably said everything I've, I've wanted to say about it. Just but, um, just say I, Josh, ditto. Huh? Here's my score. Ben, you're next. You well, I, I do, I do want to add that real quick. Um, right. I don't, I don't know if I express if we express enough how much I, uh, I, I think in this game more than any game, probably ever, 
have they done so much with expression and realizing not not just a character in like who they are, but a character in that they feel lifelike and real. Not necessarily realistic, but they. It, it. I didn't. The reason why it was never a problem with me, like I not having like the background story of Drake or all this other stuff, is because moment to moment I was interested in looking at and listening to Drake and all the other characters, and they they've gotten better in this game better than the last game of having the characters all interact with each other and they have that thing that these types of movies do well with and i think in some ways i think it even excels beyond indiana jones movies since we did so much comparison as far as how the characters interact and how important that interaction is with each other characters in indiana jones movies aren't necessarily pertinent to what's happening but i thought pretty much each character who has you know who has a speaking line that 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 that's more than just you know like there he is or something like that i thought was important and there's not many characters and each one is important in a way you know bizarrovich is just pure dag nasty evil flynn is the weaselly thief and he's important chloe's the one who you're just not so sure of and then elena is there to like sort of represent like Drake's good side, almost to keep him good. And then Drake is like Han Solo. She's Princess Leia. He's Han Solo. Like every every and Sullivan is well they cool kinda is. he kinda just left part way into the game, so I mean he's important nah. in the beginning. Yeah, we got we probably save him for next time because that was a huge how, complaint how with he people about how they just got rid of him, like just found a way to get rid of him the rest of the game. And but good thing they brought him back in the second game. And anyway, so that was the point I wanted to bring back. Can't think of anything else. My score, 9.5 out of 10. Man, um, you guys. Man. The reason why it doesn't get that 10 from me is the same reasons that Josh said. Um, and then the other quirks that we talked about. And just to add to that specific thing about the story. Like, it's, I agree. Like, the story is not, is for me icing on the cake. Like, if the gameplay is fun, if I had so much fun in a game, then that's all fine for me. But there is a focus in the game, in the cutscenes and whatnot, on sort of this story that they're trying to tell and everything. And since certain things don't hit that well, and since there are just these what-the-hell moments that... And I don't say what-the-hell in a good way, like when you got... When you take off the mask of the thing and you realize that it's just a dude in a suit, like... Oh, yeah, that was cool. It's a cool moment. I didn't, I didn't think that... I thought it was weird. That's you know that would be my reasoning, and then going with what you were saying in the beginning, Ben, about climbing, and it feels like you should be able to go this way, but you can't go that way because it's very specifically designed that you can only climb on this stone, like or whatever. Yeah, sometimes the backgrounds in the in the in the environments could be a little confusing because they're so well rendered. I mean, they're so well done. So it's it's kind of like it's a double edged sword. You either you either get you either it's get so uh, well really immersed into it. <laughs> yeah, you think you've learned the language, and then you realize you haven't. <laughs> yeah. There's there's much to learn, you know, and, and you're trying to trying to push your push your way ahead. So that didn't happen a whole lot for me, though. So. But go ahead, you I continue. Did. Go on your score, sir. Oh, um, guys, ditto. You know, I'm nine point five as well. 
I loved it. Josh, you're absolutely right. Uh, you do have to get into this. You really, if you have a PS3 or you're thinking about getting a PS3, I say get it for this reason. Get it for Uncharted 2. Get it, get it because it's a good game. Get it because it's a popcorn game, just like you guys said. You know, um, then there's we didn't even talk about the multiplayer, which is kind of fun. I mean, you're hooked. Oh you know, yeah, right? you get to do all these different things. And I think there's I co-op. Did in actually some play of them. it when it first came out too. We do need to play some co-op maybe sometime on this. I don't know. I, I just I gotta be able to try all this stuff out. It's fun. It's uh, it's it gets me excited. Um, you know, games like this come out once in a while, and they blend this fantastic presentation. You know that you're able to just mixed together in a nice in a nice way and and here's what you get yeah and it's not perfect but you know it, it's 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 there it's there and it feels good and and uh and there were more i didn't talk about this part but there were moments where i was just like man it is like it is like three in the morning and i am like so far in this game one more level one more level or we'll see we'll, we'll see right after the sequence well i'll go to bed you know i kept wanting to play it and play it and play it and there's just parts of it that are just like i just want to see where he goes next i just want to see where what happens and and when a game can do that to you um then i think that's a good sign it was definitely entertaining and it definitely did its job um well worth the money um especially now because i got both both the first game and the second game first game gets an eight a solid eight i think it's a good game i think it stands up really well um there are a few things that are starting to show age uh, in particular but i guess we could always review that at a different time but you know uncharted one it it it, it's also visually stunning it's just you know i'm glad i I played them one after the other because you know i and 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 for people that are just like, well, what if I don't want to play Uncharted one? You could totally you could totally just jump into two. It'd be just fine. Okay. I if, would you, if you played Uncharted in two thousand seven when it came out, do you think you would have given it a higher score or the same score? Uncharted one. I, I might have given it a higher score, but because I played them consecutively, yeah. it's probably that's probably it. It probably um, you know made my score a little bit different. But you I know, I, I get time Uncharted one score has dropped. Yeah. Well, and, and you know, in two. You know that first game. You know it. I, I'm glad I played that first because two just feels so much better now. You know I didn't have there are certain little annoying ticks about one that got cleared up in two that I'm just like oh like it doesn't. I mean no, nothing really gets added either. It's just there are certain things like movement and the way things look and stuff like that that are just better. And and I'm and and it made me appreciate uh, two even more because I played one, and 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 it's not like you had to slog through it because it's a it's a it's a valuable fun game too, it's one of those popcorn movies as well you know the, there's some there's certain moments where, in it where you know the whitewater rafting section where you want to throw your controller through your TV and stuff like that but, but um, but you know <laughs> you know what I'm talking about right yeah they, luckily <laughs> what, they didn't have those moments and. Yeah, exactly. So it just yeah, they as you as you see the series go on, and we'll talk about this in, in the next episode. Um, you you get to see them improve and improve and improve, and really take that feedback that they've learned and try to develop it. It's just the the stuff that they do with their time and their money. You know, they they shouldn't they shouldn't be spending it on making making uh, certain things a certain way. They should be making it as gorgeous and beautiful as they can. And then uh, all those faults I said earlier, you know, I really meant them. But like, I just think that you know, don't fault the game for it because I mean, they're 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 uh, they're just little confusing bits that I got all troped up with. But you know, 
deep down, it's one of those masterpieces that comes out, you know, once in a while that you you hold up on a pedestal and stuff like that, and, and celebrate it. Celebrate it. Go out and celebrate Uncharted 2 Among Thieves, because it's it's a it's a badass game. Uh, <laughs> thanks. I have to follow up with that one. The uh, end. <laughs> I, I have no say. Um, ditto. <laughs> yeah, ditto. Uh, for me, uh, I still, you know, I have all those complaints too, like like you do, Ben. I, I really do. And you know, when I thought about the score, I wasn't too sure about what I was going to give. But after you know, you know, finishing playing about playing it and, and you know, really thinking about it, like I would. I think I'm I'm definitely in the same boat as you guys. It's a 9.5 for me. It's not perfect by any means. Obviously, you guys obviously know it was not perfect for me <laughs> when I had sent my message on Facebook. I was like, oh, SB's at it again. Great. Shut the <laughs> shut up. Uh, <laughs> shut up, Uncle SB. Shut up. Uh, oh yeah, I think it's a, it's a great thrill ride. It really is. It is a lot of fun. That you know, just that moment when I, when I had my brother in my room watching it, you know, that was you know that to me yeah, was that's pretty that, fun. That was really exciting for me, and I'm like, I'm playing the game, but watching him just, you know, just like jazz, you know, getting so jazzed over this, just this one sequence, it's like, wow, this game really did that to you, and you have you've only been here for like five minutes. Whoa, that's that's pretty cool. I mean, that's that to me was it, you know, kind of an eye opener. It's like, wow. That's, that's that's pretty fucking awesome. But the overall presentation, yes, it has definitely improved from one. Uh, uh, I have to get the same score as Ben did for number one. It's, it's definitely a solid eight. And if I probably played it back then, I probably would still would have said it was an eight because I'll tell you what, though, those AI in number one had some great fucking aim with a nine millimeter. I'll tell you that from 50 yards away, bastards. Anyway, um... <laughs> no seriously that really annoyed me like overall the game was great it was fun it's fantastic it reminded me of indiana jones so that's a good plus i love indiana jones and you know nathan drake is a fun character the characters uh the majority of the characters in this game were wonderful uh i still think flynn was misused and didn't really care for lazarevich but in the end even with that still being said i liked it I had a lot of fun with it so josh great pick sir Great pick. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, keep in mind what your next one will be too, because I mean, now that now that we've now that we've gone through, we have everybody's picked out for the next. I don't know how long, but yeah, yeah. keep in mind whatever you're gonna do. Uh, speaking of the next pick, <clears throat> it is my turn, and I believe Ben T already gave the hint away that we will be continuing the Uncharted series with number three. So, I'm Yay. Really, so back to back PS3 exclusives. So. That should be good. I'm already, I'm already to talk about it. Great game. I, yeah, I can't wait to talk about to compare the two. Ooh, yeah, that, that's a good it's point. Be an interesting comparison. Because well, and this I, way I, we can talk about the trilogy as a whole too. Yeah, absolutely. God damn. Is that what we're doing next week? Uh, I'm not I sure. Could, yeah, I could. Yeah, I could do it next week. I'll try. Anyway, anyway, I mean, we'll talk about this off air. <laughs> next podcast. Oh, well, next podcast. Yeah, well, if we're talking about this, yes, next podcast. But I'm not sure when the next podcast will be. I'm only in chapter six. I just, I'm in the, I'm in France right now. Okay. Oh, I'm in, okay. Cool. I'm in no, France. It's good. So, I mean, good. what's our next game? Uncharted three. Sorry. Oh, that's what we're doing. That's what we're, we're doing next. We're doing Uncharted <laughs> three. That's <laughs> pick, and then, and then remember, oh. when, remember you said like we might as well do, 
we might as well do the entire Uncharted series then. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. That's what Espy said. And then and then we'll go back to our next game after that, which is Shadow Complex. Yeah. I'm sorry. Bad radio. Also starring, also I'll, starring, I'll, ask, I'll ask what the order is off the air. <laughs> also starring Nolan North, by the way. Boom. Peter North. Peter North. <laughs> <laughs> Man. Gross. Oh man, that's a lot of. Never mind. I can't believe it. That's a lot. Rush came back to me. Oh yeah. (laughs) Well, fellas, thank you again for taking the time out of your evening to discuss about a wonderful game, and also thank you to the audience for tuning in. And uh, feel free to leave a comment on the website. Well, you know, in fact, don't leave a comment on the website because I can't fucking tell anymore if it's a goddamn robot. <laughs> I can't tell. <laughs> I can't. Funny. I can't tell anymore. We need to install like a captcha or something because it's it's ridiculous. So don't leave a comment on the actual co-op re- mode review site. Uh, hit us up on Twitter at co-op mode reviews or send us an email at co-op mode reviews at gmail.com. That would be preferable. Or leave a review on iTunes. Please don't leave a comment on the site just because it's just lots of bots. They're friendly, I guess. I don't know. Again, <laughs> thank uh, Josh, Chris, Ben, thank you again. And uh, I look forward to chatting with you fellas about Uncharted 3. You guys take care, yes. all right? Thank you for that pick. Yep, take care. Bye-bye. All right, bye. Bye, everybody. Bye. bye. bye.